Welcome to the Mayor Minutes Podcast. I'm Joanna Mouton, Mayor of Wyzetta, Minnesota, and your host. Tune in each month as we get to the heart and soul of the people who serve the city and the community. Today, I want to welcome Councilmember Molly McDonald. Councilmember McDonald is the City Council Liaison, along with Councilmember Plekish, on the Wyzetta Boulevard Quarter Study Committee. That's a mouthful. This group is made up of representatives from the Planning Commission, HRA, the Parks and Trails Board, and staff with the ultimate goal of improving Wyzetta Boulevard. Molly, welcome. Thanks so much. Longtime listener, first time caller, as they say. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's great to have you. Uh, we've worked together now for three, four years, four years. Yeah. And as I mentioned just now, you are the liaison for the Wyzetta Boulevard Corridor Study and committee. Um, and so tell us a little bit about how the committee came to pass, why the need for a committee, and just some of the general background about it. Would love to. So the general need, I think, comes from the city has put so much focus on Lake Street in the last few years, and rightfully so. And there's sort of this feeling that Lake Street is getting close to being done and our eyes are all shifting up on the corridor. I think that every single person who comes to Wayzata, lives in Wayzata, works in Wayzata, plays in Wayzata has a relationship with Wayzata Boulevard. We all know it very intimately. So it was important to study it, look at what we love about it, what we can improve upon it. And with having so many people having this engagement with the corridor, it led to a really large working group. Like you mentioned, all of those committees studying this and coming together was really cool and important. We had, like you said, the HRA, the Planning Commission, staff, uh, consultants. Van Meter Williams Pollock helped out with our design standards and implementing those into this study. So it was a, a big group. Which made me a little nervous, but what I found after studying this for a year was the large group, the the vision, we were really all in step. So it made it feel either, that made that feel very important, but it also made it feel like we were all on the same page. So priorities were really exciting to come out of this, which were mostly safety first and foremost. So. And how long has the committee been in existence? We've been studying the corridor for over a year. We started last, early last summer when all of us got together and walked from City Hall all the way up to basically the BP and back so we could kind of have this intimate look. And that was our, our first kickoff, which I think was probably about last June, May. Okay. Yeah, so a while. So a lot of work being done during that time. Yeah. And some of that includes some of the top priorities that were to come out of the committee's findings. Can you talk a little bit about those priorities? I'd love to. The one priority I've already mentioned is traffic safety. Uh, We also wanted to look at land use, um, which is referring to development opportunities, but also preservation in our existing uh, buildings and looking at what we love about it, you know, keeping that sort of residential feel in the middle core. Um, Some other priorities were um, looking at the transportation and the mobility and also the public realm. I kind of linked those all together for our listeners as sort of like 
how the corridor looks and feels. Absolutely, because one of the things as a council we've talked about um, for many years, and most specifically during one of our, our strategic planning session that we just had, was about, you know, how do we how do we impart a sense of belonging and being? And Wyzetta Boulevard lacks that a little bit, right? It's very disparate from what we have on Lake Street and what we've created on Lake Street. And so that, to me, was a really important function of the study and the committee and the work that it's done, is that how do we make that happen? Because as we travel along Wyzetta Boulevard, um, it has a very different function and look and feel depending on where you are during that entire span. So can you break down a little bit about how you looked at or how the committee looked at the different elements of Wyzetta Boulevard and categorize them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We That walk that I t- referred to in the beginning was crucial because we could be right on the ground and look at what the, what the com- community really likes. We had a few... Um, spots on the corridor that were sort of an inspiration to the rest. Uh, And then we heard that through our community feedback as well. But the Chipotle and the Punch Pizza building, we really liked the way that looked. There's a big setback. There was, you know, some seating out front, a wide sidewalk. So that really served as like an inspiration for that East Gateway. That was one of the specific um, sections that we studied. And the East Gateway comprises of what area? From Central Avenue all the way to Bushaway Road. Okay. So that, it's a big chunk. It's a big chunk. Yeah. And um, so that was one section. Then the next section was our North Gateway, which is technically not on Wayzata Boulevard. It was the 101 all the way to 394. Sure. Or Highway 12. Then moving west towards you know, Long Lake, was the central town core. And that was another inspirational part that the community really likes. Lots of big trees, center medians, big sidewalks for us to walk on. So we just sort of looked at um, what we already have, what we should preserve, and then how we can incorporate that into new plans. Moving further west, we had our West Gateway, which is kind of more quiet, passive. Um, and that's the part that goes in front of, uh, was that a community church from Minnetonka Avenue to Highway 12? That sounds right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like looking up, thinking yeah. of a map. Uh, so that includes some public institutions as well. You know, a lot of safety concerns around the middle school being in that gateway. And so that was uh, the last section, the four sections is what we studied. Yeah, I think some of the biggest challenges we've faced over the years has been all the different uses along Wyzetta Boulevard. We have parks, we have churches, we have schools, we have homes, uh, we have small businesses, and then we have rather um, bustling businesses. I'm going to call them for lack of a better term, gas stations and things where it's a quick in and out, but that generates a lot of traffic. And we've experienced some safety concerns, as you've mentioned a number of times, um, traffic accidents, uh, difficulty for pedestrians um, being able to traverse um, Wyzetta Boulevard throughout from point A to point M-N-O-P. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and also you mentioned the transportation um, beyond 
our personal vehicles. We've also been looking at mass transit, Mm -hmm. specifically um, buses. You know, we have um, a thriving commercial core, um, and we want to maintain that and the employees that will commute um, to Wyzetta and making sure that they're able to do so or people that need to get outside of town don't necessarily have the ability to drive or want to drive. And so making sure we have all of those elements covered, which is not an easy task. Not. We also had to look at um, cyclists, too. You know, we Absolutely. have a Three Rivers Park District trail that's going to be connecting the Dakota all the way to the loose line. So we had to factor in those people who are on bicycles. And we wanted the 2040 comp plan to sort of be an underlying uh, focus and uh, a resounding note of pedestrian focused and pedestrian friendly while still maintaining that service oriented feel, especially like you said on that East Gateway. So I do want to talk um, quite a bit about the safety aspect because mm-hmm. um, that's first and foremost top of mind um, as a council and for staff, certainly. And as I said, there are a lot of moving parts to um, and a lot of considerations. Can we talk a little bit about, you know, all the different partners? Because we don't own y- all of Wyzetta Boulevard. Mm-hmm. We own parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we look at the Eastern Corridor, what are um, some of the safety improvements that have been looked at or considered? And where do you see some of those potential where do you think the biggest challenges are going to be in implementing those? We definitely should talk about the safety aspect. Uh, just a little brief history on our community engagement. I bring this up because through committee meetings, uh, tabling at the Muni, at Lunds, direct door knocking, open houses, focus groups, one-on-one conversations with stakeholders, direct mailings, yard sides, social media posts, city media outlets, resounding, overwhelming response was about safety. So top priority for us. So once we've looked at that, we wanted to focus on that East Gateway safety. Some of the challenges we find is that, like you mentioned, the county actually owns Wyzetta Boulevard over there on that East Gateway. So we need to be we need to be forward thinking so that we have tools in our toolbox to go to the county and say, this is what we want and this is how we want it to look. This is how we want it to feel. And also go in with uh, with a solid plan and some good facts so that we could even possibly move up their timeline. Because right now, their timeline to address Wyzetta Boulevard is decades away. And uh, that just isn't good enough for the Wyzetta residents and the Wyzetta employees, the Wyzetta visitors. Yeah. What are some of the things that have been considered in terms of safety improvements? Um, we want to look at changing up the lanes. We have so many lanes to cross and navigate. Turn lanes, two lanes on each side going both directions. It is very difficult. Anyone who's tried to make a left? Oh, Yeah. On the Wyzetta Boulevard going either direction, it's not easy. So access points was what we heard the most and what I what I personally feel is the biggest challenge on Wyzetta Boulevard is how many places you enter uh, a parking lot or um, 
or get off of Wyzetta Boulevard into a new place. So we needed to we need to look at access points. We need to limit how many of those can be and how many times you can cross Wyzetta Boulevard. We have um, been really studying this term called a J term, which is a very actually kind of simple um, extended oval roundabout. I say simple, but it's difficult to describe. Listeners, Google it. It'll make sense. Or it's called a J-turn. A J-turn. So That's, not a U-turn and not a traffic circle, but something in the middle. Something in the middle. <laughs> okay. Like you have uh, specific ways of specific left-hand turn lanes, and those will kind of cross past each other from each going either direction and then a longer uh natural u-turn at the end so if you needed to turn your car around you don't have to it's a, it's an alternative to roundabouts and i'm really excited and intrigued about it i you know is it a perfect fit we won't really know until we have these discussions with the county but i'm glad we have it in our toolbox the other thing the community would really i think appreciate about it is it puts t- Big medians in the middle, which is a place for trees, bigger sidewalks. You know, we're looking at 15 foot setbacks, 44 foot setbacks. So eight foot sidewalks, really comfortable when you're not in your car, which is not existent right now on that gateway. So it's. And we don't have consistent sidewalks either. We don't. We have some sidewalk gaps. We do. And we have, um, you know, anytime I'm on Wyzetta Boulevard, I mean, the number of modes of um, mobility, you know, be it walkers, vehicles, bicycles, as you mentioned, motorcycles, people with strollers, wheelchairs, walkers. I mean, we have to think about all of those different modes. And that makes it incredibly challenging when we have sidewalks that stop and start um, and people are just trying to get to the grocery store you know, to the bus stop, whatever the case may be. And so we want that to be consistent and, and uh, again, safe and where people can feel like they can walk comfortably past another person on a sidewalk without having to step out into the street or whatever the case may be. We'd also like for our residents and pedestrians to be able to cross Wayzata Boulevard in at some point, other than just at 101 and at Bushaway, uh, that's a big challenge if you are trying to navigate that gateway on foot. There's not a safe place to actually cross the street. I'm really glad you mentioned that because that is another observation. A number of times I've seen people crossing mid-block to get to the bus stop or the gas station, and it makes me so it makes me nervous in a vehicle. I can't even imagine trying to to manage that on foot. Mm-hmm. So that's really neat. I am really curious. I think I'm going to have to look up that J-turn because I've been in a number of communities um, throughout Minnesota recently, and I'm surprised at even some of the communities outside the metro that have implemented a number of U-turns. Turns, I'm not really sure what you call them. (laughs) I mean, when you've never seen them, they do take you back a bit because you're not sure if you're going the right direction. And but um, I don't know if one of those is a J-turn, as you mentioned, but I think that that's, I think we have the ability to be forward thinking, as you said, and creative um, in how we solution this and to come to the table with our stakeholders like Hennepin County. I think one thing that wasn't really on the table was just to make it what 
one lane each direction. The community really was adamant that they wanted to keep multiple lanes in multiple directions. And my instinct was, well, just take a lane away. It'll sure. slow traffic down. You'll have wider sidewalks. We'll have a place for more trees. But you have to really listen to what people want. And like I said in the very beginning, we all have this relationship with, with the ways out of Boulevard and have a need specifically to ourselves that to get to one place or another. And and our population at least doubles during the day. And we see that with the number of vehicles that come to town because it's really, for a lot of communities, the only place to come take care of all of their needs from shopping to medical needs or whatever the case may be, entertainment needs. And so we do see, you know, the the traffic counts definitely yeah. go up during the day and we yeah. need to continue to be able to accommodate those as well. Yeah. It's about 20,000 daily users on that gateway uh, on a high day, which is significant. From an aesthetic standpoint, because there's been a lot of conversation amongst the council in terms of the aesthetics and and a place of, or a sense of place. Uh, very different than what we have in Lake Street, very different than what we have in our neighborhoods. And it never, the feedback that I've heard and I've certainly felt myself is it doesn't feel connected, right? It seems um, very disconnected from how the rest of the community looks and feels. Mm -hmm. What did the committee talk about in terms of establishing that sense of place? We talked about gateways, uh, this time not gateways in our, in our study and our, but more of a here you are in Wyzetta, more like a signage or public art. Uh, that's something that seemed to be a priority. And then also just those, um, improvements that you can make to the road, those big eight foot wide sidewalks, trees, 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 everyone loves trees. And what I've learned is having, beautiful big trees also just naturally slows traffic down. It makes roads safer. So, mm. I mean, double win there. Um, but it's just been fun to see these big wide setbacks in our renderings. And I think people, I think people will be excited about it. Well, you mentioned the renderings. Let's talk about those a little bit. Uh, tell me what you have and can you walk us through them? Yes. So this uh, first one here that we're looking at, Mayor, which is the view from Bushaway Road to looking west, which shows some nice street lamps with center median. This um, We talked about this yesterday in our core committee group that we need to add some uh, lanes there because I think it looks like a single lane road, but it sure. actually... Um, so some of these like... Forced uh, right turns, adding bump outs in the curbs, but just uh, a different view of it. And it feels really great. You know, you got the big woods in the background there. Um, so basically kind of carrying east the look and feel that we have different layout, but what we have um, west of the American Legion and Wells Fargo. Exactly. More boulevard. Mm -hmm. A true boulevard as opposed to a thoroughfare. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and the same goes for the exact other end of the gate of the corridor coming from the west going east. We would love to see medians there. If we move on to the, another rendering from where we are, we're pretty much across the street from Wayzata West Middle School right there. 
and you can see if we add some medians there. I don't know if you ever go from Long Lake into Wyzetta, but you cross the bridge and you're in you're in town, and the speed limit goes from 45 to 35 very quickly, very quickly, yeah. and um, we have a meter up there. And I'd be curious to see how we actually can get down to 35 right there. So we want to do that naturally by adding another median, adding trees. And then I think what you'll get is that sense of place. It'll look and feel like Wyzetta. It'll have those sidewalks. It'll have the medians. It'll have the trees. Well, I think especially with the middle school, because in this rendering, um, you know, I'm very familiar with this area. I'm intimately familiar with it. Uh, there is a crosswalk. However, you know, we have a number of students, parents, teachers that are trying to cross at any given point. Um, vehicles are coming up over a hill. They may not see it. It's challenging, especially in the morning as the sun's rising, depending on the time of year. You may not even see, you know, people that are trying to cross. So I really like that idea. And it, again, it carries forward to that next section of Wyzetta Boulevard in front of Clapperidge Park that has you know, more of that closed in small town feel before we get to the center medians. The part we all love the most. I know. We do. <laughs> we do. So tell me about this third, uh, this third rendering. This third rendering is um, what we're calling the North Gateway and we're looking south. So the Wyzetta Medical Building would be on the left hand side of this uh, rendering. So this is technically on Central Avenue. Okay. And um, this also is a a really important part to come into Wyzetta. It's a it's a big gateway. It's another opportunity for some public art, some signage that just reminds people, okay, you're you made it. You're in Wyzetta now. You are now officially <laughs> in Wyzetta, and we have some side streets with some neighborhoods we do. Uh, that have difficulty being able to get onto Central. Uh, we have a lot of traffic that comes from the medical building, so we need to make sure we're calming traffic down. Mm -hmm. um, the topography is not our friend in that area. It's a very challenging area. Yeah. Now, is this a, a Hennepin County? That's also point? owned by the county. It okay. Really had us. So um, maybe we get a twofer. I hope we get a twofer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start talking to them and uh, we've, uh, see what we can do. Meetings have started already. Staff has met with the county at least one time, and um, it was a good meeting. You know, things move the pace they move, but we will continue to. Yeah. Put on that polite pressure. Yes, we will lobby for for our citizens. Absolutely, hundred percent. And so, um, I was trying to. You mentioned something previously. Oh, the um, land use and development. So mm -hmm. there's talk about that too, right? That's mm -hmm. always a pressure in any town. I know people who live in town think we're the only ones who are changing, but it's happening everywhere mm -hmm. in Minnesota, around the country, around the world. I mean, change is inevitable. There are only certain things as a city that we can control. And part of that is through our zoning. Um, and as we look at Wyzetta Boulevard, what kind of conversations have occurred with regard to zoning? Anything ch big revelations, any big changes that would be foreseen in terms of, again, kind of changing the look and feel, um, given what we're used to? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. First and foremost, we looked a lot at preservation. We looked at preservation and development opportunities. 
with the with development opportunities, we're very strategic. There's just a few certain sites that we look at and say, okay, this this would make sense for, and we think that it they're ripe for development. Yes, and that you know the rumors have started. These people, this person, this lot might be selling. So we really were cognizant of what's actually happening in the community, and then also what we want to preserve. A lot of uh, rentals. Long-term rentals are on the corridor, and those make it, they're more affordable. Some of them are actually below market rate, um, and we really want to keep those. Affordable housing is important to the community, and so we want to look at how we can zone those properties to make sure they stay neighborhood residential instead of adding more mixed-use zones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the, the bigger, more opportunities would probably be noted in that East Gateway. The Colonial Square, you know, mm-hmm. that's a big site. Um, the medical building, that's another big site. Uh, but those are sort of, it would be a big undertaking, but that's a place where we could look at actually going up, mm-hmm. which would give us some, we, we put a stipulation that like we would only consider going, you know, three stories, maybe four stories. If there was that affordable housing component and sure. making that sort of um, a good spot for that. But the reality is, you know, unless someone's looking to sell or redevelop their property, that's not something that we as a city are going to undertake. Correct. And I'd also like to talk about kind of timeline for all of this because mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a right? lot. And some things we can control, other things we can mold mm-hmm. um, and shape the conversation before it gets to a point where, as they say, the train has left the station. Yeah. Um, and I've heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very creative in my, in my analogies. But um, what are we looking at realistically in terms of implementing one, some, any because we haven't even formally adopted any of this right this is simply brainstorming exercise what do we want to see if we had a crystal ball and we could make wave that magic wand what kind of time frame are we looking at well in the next few weeks the council will be reviewing this in a workshop and kind of ironing out some fine details of what they're comfortable with and what they're not. And then the, we'll ad- hopefully adopt this corridor study, and then we'll be able to look at implementation, which is there's some great sort of what they call low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's aerials and cross-sections in the study that are worth looking up. And those I noticed were, you know, where we can add curb cuts or curb curb extensions, um, better timed pedestrian lights. We can, we can look at doing some creating, uh, or take, having, taking away some of the sidewalk gaps, which would be adding sidewalks. Sorry, that was a confusing way of putting that. Um, then that, so that's more of that short-term plan. In the longer-term plan, we can, you know, start, putting money away into our CIP to look at putting in some of these medians in the in the roads that we do control and own. And then we want to continue to keep the discussion open with the county and see if we can make some big strategic changes that will 
be this vision that we all have. So we're thinking ultimately if the whole thing were to move forward. And again, we don't have control over all of it, um, but we're looking short term, sure. maybe a year or two to get things underway. Yeah. More medium term with the county, maybe 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be realistic. I know. It's, I was like, don't say it, Mayor. <laughs> She's going to. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Our short term is like one to five years. There's a 10 year uh, mid middle term. Uh, and then there's even like a 20 plus year vision. So don't focus too much that in 20 years, this might be done because there's so much we can do in the meantime, and we don't have to do it all in one fell swoop. And as long as we have a plan and have our guardrails in place, as we love to say, um, we can we can really steer the development, steer what the county does, and we'll, I think you'll be able to see improvements right away. But you know, if you come if you come and visit just once a year, you probably they're pretty subtle changes. You have to yeah keep an eye out for them. Well, I think it is important to at least get the process underway, the discussions going with all of the stakeholders and partners, um, be it nonprofits. Um, like we've had great partnerships with the Rotary and the Lions, and you know, so they can be partners with us as well as um, different agencies. Mm-hmm. But they need advanced planning, too, because much like us, they need to put that money aside um, if those are projects that they want to pursue. And we hope that they will see the value in what we're proposing as much as uh, as we see it and um, that we can move forward and collaborate on making will. Uh, YZ Boulevard and even, you know, it it's a diamond in the rough. Right. Yeah. yeah and it is. so we we need to find a way to polish it and make it, you know, useful for all and safe for all. So mm-hmm. that's the primary goal above all else. So. We'll all have a positive relationship. hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Molly, again, I want to thank you very much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you for all your time, commitment and effort um, in this very important work. And we look forward to hearing more about uh, the outcome of the different initiatives. And the council, as you said, will uh, be reviewing this in a workshop. And we'll be continuing to look for community feedback um, as different parts move forward. And uh, we roll this out to, um, to more and more people for their input. So thanks again. You're very welcome. It's been fun to be here and for the community wayzetta.org. Go and download the study. It feels long, but it's actually really quite interesting. I think you'll enjoy enjoy looking it up. And at least go and check out the renderings because those are fun to see. Absolutely. And as Molly mentioned, uh, people can go out and read uh, the corridor study, find all of the renderings, and that's at wayzetta.org slash corridor study. Thanks again, Molly. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of the Mayor Minutes podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite listening app so you don't miss an episode. You can listen to the latest episode and find links to available streaming platforms at wyzetta.org slash mayor minutes or stream the video recording on YouTube.